0: welcome to the family i'm cassie schrader tom will be here sure i promise he will. i promise loser. loser i know i have some big shoes to fill but I'll, I'll be the partial host i guess for today and to the right of me we have
1: doug smithall mike bryant lane christensen and tom schroeder and andy rampenard
0: okay we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back
2: this is Mike Bryant. I get in, I'm get. i doing a live commercial. Oh, you are? <laughs> well, didn't you just say I was going to? Well, you can if you want. Go for it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm doing a live commercial. No, so you used
3: to be Michael Bryant. Now you're Mike Bryant. Are you, is that like Mike no, Bloomberg? A, you're a man of the people? Which is the more <laughs> official one.
2: No, Mike's just what I've had my whole life, okay. and Michael ends up in advertising, so there are a lot of... Like, my my uh, attorney's license says Michael, and other things says Michael, as far as that goes, but... Uh, we basically meet with people who've been in car accidents or been injured through no fault of their own. We spend time talking to them about uh, what their rights are and if they hire us, they do and at that point we work out a way that uh, we get paid which is what's called contingency fee. So people don't have to come to us with money or a retainer, we help them and see what we can do for them. I've got 23 employees overall that they end up dealing with in various ways, um, but I sit down and talk to people all the time. And- and do they talk back? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> sometimes, so many times they talk much more than I do, or at least that's the hope. So I, I
3: have friends that have asked me about you and how that whole process works and contingency, and mm-hmm. I think it's important that uh, that people understand that because consultation doesn't cost anything. Nope. And, and then if the lawyer doesn't do a very good job and you don't win, they don't get any money. <laughs>
2: well, it's not just a job. Jurors are tough. Right. there right. circumstances that just, you know, I can't control or can't see what happens. Or there's other things that happens to people. But the fear that people have that if they talk to me, I'm going to send them a bill. Or if they call me up with questions, I'm going to send them a bill. That doesn't happen. So it's you're not do. a
3: divorce attorney. <laughs> I, you know,
2: I wouldn't, but I, I don't bill by the hour okay. like other attorneys do, uh, like defense lawyers do. I mean, defense right. lawyers in cases bill by the hour. They get paid no matter what happens. So that's it. Bradshaw and Bryant. Our website is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. And now for
3: some news from Walzer Automotive Group. This is so much fun. So we usually never sit next to each other and do commercials (laughs) back to back. We've been talking about this on the morning show since October. We rolled out uh, Walzer Care the first of October and it covers virtually every new car that we sell. It doesn't cover the pure electric cars, but that's such a small percentage. Uh, And it's at no charge. It's a 10 year, 150,000 mile powertrain warranty, which is like major medical coverage for your car. It also includes roadside assistance. So if you get a flat tire, Uh, If you lock your keys in your car, if you run out of gas, you can call a toll-free number and somebody will come out and help you. It also covers towing, so that's a really, really great benefit on virtually all new cars and about 70% of the used cars that we sell at Walzer. For more details, you can go to walzer.com.
2: Walzer.com. How long do we go on those commercials? Let's see here. I think they That's were a total pretty total close about three two minutes. Yeah. Three minutes total? Yeah. Okay. So if I hadn't screwed around so, so much if, in your commercial, So that means we I did mine right for on. about 30 seconds, and the Walter commercial was about two and a half minutes. No, I was, <laughs> yours was longer because I kept screwing with you. <laughs> oh,
0: I love this competition you two yeah. have. Yeah,
3: when I, when my, the reason I talked about billing divorce attorneys, my last divorce attorney was a, the president of the slow
2: Talkers. There you go.
4: Oh, okay. That's (laughs) why I look it over that way.
2: Oh, God. Tick. Tick. Alex was talking yesterday about seeing The Marriage Story on Netflix. Why? it's a hor- it's a it's a it's hor it's a sad story. I watch it. It's hor it's sad. And one of the things they have is a lawyer in there who's you know basically talks. and yeah. Says everything that you're supposed to say, and then the end, it's like, oh, well, I can't. You know. Oh, not You know, it's, 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 sorry, you paid me, and I didn't do anything.
0: Yeah, so. I don't know why anyone would want to watch a movie like that.
2: Yeah, the premise of, of yeah. the movie, it's about these two people getting a divorce. So it's uh, G- Car- Charlotte Johansson and um, uh, Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam Driver. I was just saying. The new Star Wars. Yep, right? he's the high on face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it's them getting a divorce and what they're going through, and you can't really figure out who's the real scumbag in the whole thing. And uh, <laughs> it's and a holiday story. It's it's, it's just it's sad. Feels good really holiday sad. story. So. Yeah.
4: yeah.
0: If you want a good like love breakup type Christmas movie, see Love Actually. Oh, I love Oh, that's that. the best. I know, Dave, and I just watched it. It
4: it, it does uh, wear well over time because I've sometimes some movies you see and you go, oh, that's great, and then you see them again, you're like that's horrible yeah but i love actually yeah. when it's got so many different storylines going on the music is great yep when oh, i was I- in
3: my 30s i had that cool hugh grant hair now <laughs> it's oh, close I see that. It's a yeah. cl- now
4: it's like
2: between polly walnuts and nick Walnuts.
0: I, I love. I have
2: zero sympathy for you. But the, the big thing is if you like a movie, then tell somebody to see it, and they're like, ooh, you know. Mm-hmm. I told somebody to see *The Verdict* because I love *The Verdict*. The verdict's great. I forgot Imagine he that. punches the gal in *The Verdict*. And so <laughs> the person I had to see goes, "Do you know that, that guy? Like, just punches her
4: in the face? Like, ooh, I forgot about that." Yeah. <laughs>
5: Sorry. yeah I,
4: different I, times, I, different I didn't times. To see the movie. The movie you know? your recommendations for Bradshaw and Bryant? See yeah. *The Verdict*. Yeah,
2: it's a great movie. The, I, the Verdict's a great movie Who's overall. Who's in it? Uh, it's uh, Paul Newman. So. Oh, like it's Paul Newman on a Med Mal case, so it's a really good movie.
5: Well,
3: med eh. <laughs> Mal is that cool guy slang for medical malpractice. Medical malpractice. All right. so we learned
2: <laughs> something on Which, the podcast. We got a an answer, But I have one more question for you. Why do people post electric cars or cars? What What does that mean? Do you know? I, you know, I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. Next <laughs> <But> time <laughs> I, I get it, I'll send it it's to you. In you defense of
3: electric help? cars, but I, I, for uh, some reason. We're, this country is so effing political right now even automobiles have become politicized so <laughs> but electric what's cars, the politics of it well electric cars are the tree hugger thing and we're going to save the planet and it's the greta gal that she should drive an electric car and blah 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 and on the other side it's like they use so much natural resources to make electric cars they're terrible i'd rather have you know uh 500 horsepower v8 Pickup trucks and they suck. So. Okay, but I, I, I
2: it understand not fight sense. about the car. Yeah, but what I'm trying to figure out is why do you post electric cars or cars? It's it, I that's the thing I'm trying to figure out. What's it's probably like
3: soylent green as people.
2: Oh, maybe, okay. <laughs> maybe I don't know.
0: Oh my gosh! Well, so we have Tom uh, Schroeder in from the Waldman Brewery. Now, I was looking at your website. I love your website, by the way. It's oh, thank very you. Very. Very 1800s looking. Now,
6: <laughs>
1: For a website.
0: Well, no, 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 no.
6: <laughs> Which like, is just a little the, anachronistic, just the style but that's fine. because
0: you were established in 1857, and then you re-estab- well What do you mean, like, you reestablished? You, did it close down and then yeah. you just reopened? Or? Yeah,
6: so this is a bit of a confusing backstory, but let me just say we, we are the oldest surviving commercial building anywhere in the Twin Cities, and we are wow. the, also the only surviving Civil War saloon. The catch is <laughs> Waldman actually closed his doors in 1863, and I didn't discover the building until 2008. So after a nine-year restoration, we reopened in 2017. Uh, breaking a 154-year hiatus in Waldman's operations. So, oh wow, a short break, a short break. Yeah, well, yeah,
0: because it said it was first opened prior to the Civil War. Correct. Wow, that's awesome. That's a piece of history right there.
6: Oh, it's a it's a chunk. It's solid limestone, in fact. So it's more than a chunk. Now where
0: is it located?
6: It's right at the foot of the high bridge as you descend the bridge into downtown St. Paul. So near corner of Smith and West Seventh Street, facing Smith Avenue.
0: Okay, I probably driven past it. I just that's, <laughs> that's really
6: about the oldest part of St. Paul,
3: I think, isn't it? It is.
6: That's the Upper Steamboat Landing in yeah. St. Paul, where that is the highest navigable point on the Mississippi River, and thousands yeah. of immigrants poured off the the docks there in the 1850s and 60s, and that's exactly why Waldman is where it is. In fact,
3: we were talking before the show because I used to spend a lot of time in that area, and Governor Ramsey's. Mansion is within a blocks of there. The, he was the first governor of the state of Minnesota, right? Yeah, Alexander,
6: ter- yep. ter- territorial governor and first we, state governor. His yes. Friends call him Al.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Al Ramsey, <laughs>
6: kind of like Mike Michael. Yeah, that points out kind of a, a neat thing about the neighborhood. I mean, it uh, unlike later neighborhoods that uh, sort of socially separated. Uh, the upper town neighborhood where Waldman is was always a mixture of. The wealthy the politicians the the cottagers the coopers all blended together and that's part of the humility of Waldman in fact
0: oh, that's awesome well now one thing I've noticed because you know you see all these breweries popping up and people you know trying to do their own thing what what can one do to make you stand out from because it seems like they're popping up all the time. Go on
6: podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, go on podcasts.
6: Hey, that's a good idea. Ooh, yeah. Wait. No, I, you know, uh, you really have to come out and see Waldman because we are not just another brewery. I, this was mm-hmm. the most uh, Bass Ackward business plan ever in the state's history, I think. I, I discovered an ancient building that I didn't even know was originally a saloon and as we began the restoration to make it a rental property or god knows what uh, we discovered uh, its true history and uh, fell in love with the building i was already in love with the neighborhood and we decided to reopen Waldman uh... so it is first and foremost a time travel machine where you will have experiences like you cannot have anywhere else outside of williamsburg or parts in england or the continent and uh... And yes, it is a brewery. So, uh, you know, we constructed uh, what we call euphemistically our brew barn. It's It uh, looks like a 19th century urban barn, but that's where our high-tech uh, full decoction German brewing system is housed, 14-barrel brewery, where we make, I must say, some of the finest German-style beers in the Twin Cities and some of the highest ranked as well. So uh, we're, we're all of that, but we are certainly not just a brewery
2: so and it looks like there's also food there
6: yep yep we've got there's a restaurant yeah, you know, Waldman was, uh, the German logger houses were not just places where you'd, you know, sit on a stool, get drunk and plow out. These were, uh, there were other ethnicities that specialized in that particular business model, but the Germans, this the was. Irish. More, yeah, well, I didn't say it, I didn't say it. The Germans viewed these as, they were more like social establishments, kind of like, you know, envision the English pubs where, you know, the family and even the dog is there. And, and Sundays was the highlight of their of their week. Uh, the, the, the Yankees decried this, that's why they passed the blue laws to ban consumption of alcohol on, on Sundays but for the Germans that's when the families would gather together and their vice versa their vice beer it was the great great celebration and so Waldman is all of that as well it's a it's a neighborhood family joint It's a, it's a beer geeks mecca it's a history lovers uh, uh, church it's 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 really I as you can tell I'm, I'm enthused about it this changed my life I used to be a partner with uh, Fagri Baker Daniels in downtown Minneapolis and uh, stubbed my toe in this building and Took a sharp right turn to the uh, ownership and opening of Waldman.
2: What uh, What are the hours, or is it open every day?
6: Oh, uh, it's open six days a week, uh, noon till nine on weekdays. So nine What day is not it open? It's not open on Mondays. Oh,
2: Monday. Okay. And that's kind <laughs> of. <a> Sundays. I was going to be like, oh come on. Yeah, yeah I'm right, right. The whole Sunday story. I think yeah. Saint Paul's
3: kind of closed on Monday. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, let's no, not no. get too it. That's much good. Excited.
2: I like the Monday. That yeah. gives yeah. the su- yeah, Sunday yeah, even more
4: yeah. of a pitch there. Yeah, and you know their sausages are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> like I looking Bump looking at Bum, yeah. Bump. Yeah.
0: There's some, That's some nice-looking food right there. I'm hungry. so.
3: <laughs> One of the weirdest lunches I ever had in my life was about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Ron Maddox was still alive, and he was trying to revitalize Taste of Minnesota. So he took me and the marketing director out for lunch at Dirk Glockenspiel, which is now closed, oh, sure. but it was with blocks of there. And he was, God, he got, this guy was unreal. He was a former city council member in Minneapolis in the 70s, and just a larger-than-life figure, but he's mm-hmm. like,
4: yeah, you know, my daughter's going to pick me up, and
3: she'll get pissed if she finds out I'm eating chocolate cake because of the diabetes, and, you know,
4: with the cancer, i got to go out and have a heater before she gets here, too. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly oh.
3: enough, within a few years of was he gone. I, mm-hmm. I don't know which got him, but he had the trifecta, diabetes, <laughs> cancer, and a bad heart. Yeah. Uh, yeah well
6: there is something about that food that is timeless <laughs> i and don't really know if i blame soul. it on that yeah, food no, it's so
3: much i think he just lived uh his life a little bit faster than most of us
4: yeah. my girlfriend laura loves to go to Waldman. night i told this to tom many times but she says it's kind of like stepping into europe it's very got a european feel they have oil uh burning candles and mm-hmm. they have these beautiful leather-bound uh, menus that doesn't make the food taste any better, but it looks fantastic. It helps
0: <laughs> with the experience. It's
4: experiences yeah. and they have great, great tables and waitstaff, and and they, you make your own like uh, mustards and
6: we we do, we do, we do, and and, I, and I'm. You know, the, the environment isn't a coincidence. I mean, this building was built for people to sit around tables, to talk, to, to be heard. Uh, you know, I I love the brewery movement in the Twin Cities and, and, and statewide and nationally. But the, the majority of breweries are kind of cobbled together in old machine shops and right. warehouses and, and larger places that uh, I don't know if it's just me getting old. I mean, I'm 55 now, but I can't. I can't make sense of the the cacophony is is just overwhelming well, in some and, of these venues, and that's and kind of
3: the modern thing. And someday we'll look back at that like we're gonna look back on drone videos and says nothing screams 2015 yeah. like a drone video shot of a
6: brewery in an old warehouse, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's true. So uh,
1: yeah, right now, like yeah, echo echoing sound is in. Everyone wants hard surfaces, so it makes it sound more lively because there's sound coming from all directions, which I don't know. Yep. Not not quite my thing.
0: I'm taking the 3D tour right now. (laughs) <laughs> <No>. See, <laughs> wow!
1: Mul- this
2: is on the drone video, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, you can take a th- <laughs> you can take a 3D tour of the place. Oh, this place Do people place need is reservations, gorgeous. or do they
2: make reservations, or?
6: No, and in fact, we don't take reservations. Okay. We really want to be open to, to everyone wow. uh, at all times. And uh, I mean, some
2: you, 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 Mondays.
6: We we, we actually <laughs> rent space uh, for special occasions and for private events. But for the most part, uh, you can just come in whenever you like. Uh, grab a beer while you're waiting. I I hang out there uh, oh, generally serious? around different Time and if we get a wait line, I'll take people back to the brewery and show them, show oh, them where the cool. beer comes from, talk a little bit about lager beers and its history. And so, uh, yeah, that's just how we do it.
0: Oh, this place is cool. so quaint no. and cute. Ow. It looks like a bed and breakfast.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, it I want to go. I want to go. I'm going to go. <laughs> I want
3: to
6: go. See, it worked. <laughs> there you go. We don't provide tour. sheets, but yeah. I just want to clarify. Um, You've yeah.
2: talked a lot about the food, or we've talked about the food and the, and and uh, your background and in getting into the place. What's your background as far as the beer goes? Did you have an interest in brewing itself, or how did you end up with that part of it?
6: Yeah, and this is kind of what made this building so uh, compelling to me. I, you know, cause I was a home brewer. Okay. Uh, you know, and everyone and their uncle and their their dog is these days, but uh, I've been doing all-grain brewing since uh, I was in college and I love German lagers, although they're some of the most difficult to, to make and, uh, and at the same time uh, my wife and I were restoring our house in the same neighborhood, in fact I live just about 120 feet uh, to the west of, of Waldman. Uh, great, great old house but uh, beat up and in uh, need of lots of tender loving care and uh, and then I found this building. And it combined, you know, that the passion of beer, the, my love of history, my love of the neighborhood, and all in one, and the city was preparing to knock it down. We almost lost huh. this building. The oldest surviving commercial building in the Twin Cities almost became an empty lot in 2008. Wow. Uh, so um, that was God's way of compelling me to do something about it, I think. And now we've had, uh, in the last three years we've been open, we've had more than 180,000 people uh, contacts, as well as well over 60,000 visits to the site, and uh, it's, we're, we're just trying to make a difference with a humble little building.
0: Oh, sorry. I'm trying <laughs> to... Are
1: yeah, you okay. multitasking I'm, I'm again? I'm multitasking. Yeah. I've got
0: to do all the social media. Yeah. Oh, you we'll we have a minute, we huh? like a minute.
1: Oh, a minute. Okay. Who was making coffee out there?
0: I don't know.
1: Mm. I heard
0: smells good. Come
5: Someone in
1: made yeah. coffee and...
3: None of <laughs> no, <laughs> no. We all He's got here about the same time. Yeah. We got, well, Cassie. Oh, wait, I
1: Alex. Oh, it's Alex. Well, Alex
4: is, you got that uh, event. Did Alex done?
2: run out of Fonstein?
6: New Year's Eve event?
4: One would assume <laughs> yeah. not.
5: Uh,
6: can, can I mention so there are still yes. tickets left for our party, like door. it's 1859, oh, it's our Patrick. New Year's Eve oh. event oh. at Waldman? <laughs> <laughs> oh. We thought he was with you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, he did. He was following me
6: here. Oh. Oh.
2: Okay. Well, why don't we take a sure. short break and yeah, we'll get I'm back to more stories about beer and tickets? <laughs> Did he do the kids? bicycle thing where he followed some other woman down <laughs> the road? Yeah, Tom,
0: <laughs> Tom has an. They're doing a New Year's a New Year's party, so he has. To, well, we'll talk about that after the break. break. I think Tom is here, mm-hmm. so we we'll kind of make an introduction. It's one of those days. It's Thursday. What can you say? Okay, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back.
3: Happy Festivus.
7: Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here,
4: Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy.
1: Santa well, it's been fun. Here. Now
2: Tom's here, so <laughs> yes, you can't Santa talk Santa bad about it either. I know. Damn it! <laughs> hey, look. At, uh, is my mic out there? There, there, goes. Is. there is, right there. I need
7: a new cord, Andrew. I, you might.
4: I think Christmas is around the corner. There
7: you go. <laughs> there you go. A new like
0: right right the cord. cord
4: hey, oh, you lost yeah, it. There, there you, you go. go.
0: There you go.
7: Yeah. I don't know who does what to these things, but it's just at the station. It's here. Everything gets blown up. I don't get it. Mm, so re- refresh,
2: fr- refresh your text. It'll be fine.
7: Refresh <laughs> my, oh, God. So I, after I the, hate you so much. After, we're going, after, after the
3: podcast, we're all going, going to hang out with Tom and drink beer down in St. Paul.
5: Oh, that's Sounds good. Land. He brought
3: the oldest commercial uh, building in the city of St. Paul back to life. After, Twin, uh, cities. Twin, uh, Twin, Twin Cities. Twin Cities. 150-year break, and it's a brew pub. What was it before? I it
6: think. was a brew pub. Well, 50
7: years ago? It before yes, the it, Civil War. It closed, really?
6: Yep. It operated for just six years. It opened in 1857 and closed in the summer of 1863, just after That's the Battle fun. of Gettysburg. So really? Yeah, yeah.
7: A brew pub. And what was it been in the in the meantime?
6: Uh, well, it was Poor abandoned house. for many years. It was almost knocked down in 2005, and no, that's a, no. <laughs> Way
1: to go, Doug. The... It? Thanks for bringing us down. So he
6: I...
2: may know some things about this stuff as a taxi <laughs> I driver. i in St. Paul for a long time. Tom, it's for me
7: every day. This is my life.
5: <laughs> <laughs> right here.
7: Boy, St. Tom, yeah, that house you lived on Bryant. Wasn't that a horror house? <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Yeah.
3: You and Richard no, Pryor. Prior. Yeah, yeah,
7: my grandmother's a madam, my mom's a whore, and... Yeah, great.
3: Don't tell my mom I'm a DJ. She thinks I'm a piano player at a (laughs) whorehouse. Exactly. That's
2: exactly right. But you've got an event coming up. That's what we're going to go to.
6: We do, we do. We have our New Year's Eve event. Uh, we, we're the, the tagline is party like it's 1859. Uh, <laughs> I love it. But uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. A four-course fixed-price meal. Uh, two separate uh, caskings of our beer firkins. We'll have Phil Nussbaum from KPEM playing uh, the banjo with Sherry Minnick on vocals and Jay Peterson and Gary Powell will take us through on some classic jazz through to the midnight hour and uh, it'll be a great celebration, and we have two countdowns because when Waldman first operated, they couldn't agree on the time in St. Paul. No, Upper Towns time was fifteen minutes ahead of Lower Towns time, so we have two different countdowns what slated for uh, New Year's Eve. So,
2: is, is it earlier or- after like the first countdown is it going to be on the 12 or before the 12
6: you know when you think about that no one could really know right because when time was ultimately well whatever i don't know how they got on world standard time but mm-hmm. we we have two 1850s og clocks that are set 15 minutes apart and we turn off the lights it's all lit by whale oil lamps i know this sounds weird but it's actually pretty fun and when they chime we cheer huh. and then there's some that. some guy that's got his iphone and this no. is from the real New Year's Eve. Is.
7: Yeah, it's not. No, it's not now. <laughs> Get out. Since he was born in 1859, is Sid going uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey hey. to be there? Thank you very much. here. Sidney, we love you, man. You oh. know we know that. I gem. love that kind of thing. I do. I love this kind of thing. Um... It seems to me that people, you know, Andy's age, millennials, and all that, don't care as much about old architecture or old history. or They don't care as much as they used to. So it's nice to see that it's still kicking. Well, they're paying yeah. a
3: pile of money to move into the North End. <laughs> that's true. The North true. End
7: of what? The,
3: <laughs> you know, uh, the North Loop, sorry. that's. What oh, you mean, you mean the North Loop? Not the good, north yeah. End. I was thinking uh, uh, deep Boston. Uh, I I mean, was Bo-
7: as would be Boston. Bronx City, yeah, sorry. And you don't want to go up in the North End of Boston and cause trouble no, either. Uh-uh. <laughs> that's the other good part. That would be your Italian mafia headquarters right there.
2: Allegedly. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right,
4: counselor.
7: Actually, I, what I meant to say was Italian Portuguese yeah. mafia. Yeah.
4: Somebody yeah. in this room. There's some Irish in there too. So, Not Portuguese, but Portuguese.
7: Portuguese, that's right. Uh, so basically, um, never mind. That was, that was going to be really cold. That was, <laughs> I just can't do it. Careful, yeah. Yeah, careful. Well, so how how long did you desire to buy this building and do what you're doing? I mean, it didn't just pop in your head and you did it, I wouldn't imagine.
6: No, you know, uh, I I will tell you there was a winter night in 1991 when my wife and I first moved into this neighborhood and we were restoring our house just 120 feet away. And uh, I walked by this dark uh, uh, limestone building that looked like it was a time capsule. And I remember staring at it and thinking, "Wow, that is really cool. If I could ever get my hands on that, that would change my life." Really? And my wife said, "Don't you dare!" <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. And, pal. and literally 19 years later, um, when the city was preparing to tear the building down, uh, that's when we made our move. And uh, and in fact, it did change my life. I used to be uh, an attorney at Fagri Baker Daniels, I still am, but legal counsel now, no, no longer partner. And. <laughs> Uh, left a, a very lucrative uh, legal career to uh, be a publican in a small German saloon, but it's, but it's it 's fabulous. I love it. I love the reaction we get from our customers. everybody uh, has uh, nothing but great things to say about both the environment as well as the food and the beer and we 're making some of the best German style beers in the uh, in the Twin Cities right now.
7: Could I ask you an off topic well it's, in a way it's an off topic. Because Fagery now is one of the, what, the sixth largest law firm in the country, isn't
6: it? No, they? they're in the top 40 because of the, oh, top four the, the, the announced merger. you right. So they're in the top four now. Top 40. Top forty oh, in the country. A, I thought
7: because I saw one article that said they were like the six largest.
6: Now. No, it's a sad statistic that even when you have one thousand three hundred attorneys, you're still only in the top forty nationally. Oh, yeah, so. but
7: when five of them are good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. wow! Yeah, well, baby. Smack talk. He just, gave, he just gave me a dirty look. Did you, know,
2: you know, see just, that? I'm just. I mean, because you, you got right. attorney general. The problem is, is when they start figuring it in the attorney general's offices and yeah, federal yeah. government. There's, it, it, it's, it's how you figure it. If it's, if it's based upon private law firms or public law firms yeah that's or, true. so there's a yeah. lot of different you know yeah. issues like we're like one that's of the biggest true. personal injury firms in minnesota but i got five lawyers <laughs> it's
4: it just which, right yeah you right. Know, how you figure it you can really quit your attorney and, and start a brewery that's what you should no do. it's right, not gonna you happen know. <laughs> you know, that would be great yeah so that'll that's be just
7: not
2: wonderful. a not a
6: goal in this life but. no keep your attorney and come to waldman mm-hmm.
2: but <laughs> so, that's that's a very good possibility, as far as going there to see them and yeah. eating, drinking there. You and Jimmy could go over there and mare it up.
7: That'd yep. be good. Uh, that'd be
2: Nothing fun.
6: You know, way. actually, there's there's a long standing uh, relationship between saloons and and attorneys. No, really. Well, you, were, you, you were going somewhere else. That's a, that's
5: <laughs> how you, it. <laughs> you were Next going somewhere else. Painfully
6: obvious. <laughs> no, when we when we uh, this will sound odd, but when we did the archaeology, the fact that a saloon did archaeology at all may sound odd to you, that's but. True, but, yeah. you know, when you got a 170-year-old building, you do some archaeology before you tear up the ground. And the number one find uh, in the <coughs> outhouse uh, were inkwells. And it turns out that really? attorneys, solicitors, and anyone who was literate and could draft documents frequently hung out in saloons in the territorial period to meet clients or potential mm-hmm. clients. Anyone who wanted yeah. to write a letter home to Europe mm-hmm. or have a legal document drafted or a will, God forbid, uh, that's where you'd meet your lawyers. So I... To this day, we got some good business development going on at Waldman, Mike. So, out there. Yeah, come on over. Yeah. Yeah, you get over there, People Michael. With neck braces and, you
3: yeah. know. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> happened to trip on the sidewalk. Yeah. And I wish
7: I had a neck brace. Yeah. That sounds good, man. <laughs> so. A lot of work carrying this noggin around, you know what I mean?
3: Tom, Wiggles have you seen the head. documentary? I think it's on... Uh, Channel Two about the rehabbing of all the homes and Crocus Hill and stuff yep. in the 70s and 80s. It, yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah,
6: absolutely. so much revitalization and yeah, yeah.
3: Basically, it was a bunch of young hippies that didn't know anything about revitalizing homes, and they got together and they they saved a lot of these really great houses from peril and death, yeah, so, which Minneapolis cool did not. That's right. And
7: it really pisses me off because I grew up in North Minneapolis. I, there were some buildings downtown that were just spectacular, and they tore them all down
6: couldn't yeah, believe the, they did that the, the the number one preservation factor is poverty i think yes yeah, yeah. minneapolis was with its urban renewal just uh, you know smashed over most of its downtown st paul didn't have enough wealth to really afford to do that which, which so is great fortunately saved a lot of our historic infrastructure for the period when people would really appreciate and value them so
7: and i love the fact that minneapolis and st paul are so different anyway because i from the time i was 16 years old which was not the usual thing to do for Minneapolis kids to go to St. Paul or St. Paul kids to go to Minneapolis. It just didn't happen, but I did, and I really, from the time I was 16 years old. So it's been what 25 years now since I'm 41. <laughs>
4: that... It's a different kind of man. Oh, Not
7: your head over hey. there. He's supposed to be yes, yes, Tom, yes, Tom, of yes, course, Tom. But yeah, they're completely different cities, but really great them. in their in their own special way. I yeah. think yeah. Yeah. I really do. Wouldn't you agree with that, Mister mm-hmm. Host?
3: i love both cities because i'm not from here originally so i've spent time in quite a bit of time in both cities And there it's amazing because they're only what seven miles apart from center to center it's about right yeah Yeah, which is weird i mean you know it is a bigger town that would just be one city but they really are distinctly different
2: That's because
7: minnesotans can't get along with anybody (laughs) (laughs) that's right you
2: know so there's a separation point it's not just like they got mad with each other one day are you, you sure? mean like Dallas and
3: Fort Worth?
2: Yeah. No. You go over there on that yeah. side of the
3: flat part.
2: There are a lot of
7: Twin Cities, actually, in, in the United States. And I didn't, mm-hmm. I mean, unless you pay attention that, you wouldn't know. But
2: there's nothing on this level. No, yeah, I so don't There's think nothing so. that's this distinct. You know? yeah, I mean, that's it's, probably it's like true. Boston and Denver being next to each other in ways. Boston and yeah. Denver, yeah, I yeah.
7: suppose. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's kind of true.
6: There's no doubt about that. So your event, how do people go to it? Oh, you check out our website, our Facebook page. Uh, you click on the event brights, you reserve your ticket, and you're there.
7: That'd be a good thing. You gonna have any like, you know, like say public figure, like luminary uh, politicians or
6: anything? Well, are you coming, Tom. No, no, oh no to that's a there. politician. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, uh, I'm talking about politicians here. Right? You know, it, it it never ceases to amaze me, and I'm not going to call out individuals uh, because I love how people and some f- quite prominent people frequent Waldman. Oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and I once in, and and I'll, uh, I'll I'll only mention one one anecdote. I'll call out Garrison Keeler who has hung out there quite a bit. And I once pulled aside one of our young uh, servers and I said to her, "You know, uh, we've got a very famous." Uh, individual here that i want him to feel totally at home so we're not going to give him any more attention or any better service than the excellent service you give anyone else and she said look she looked at me she's about 23 years old she looked at me she said well who is it who said, is he i said garrison keeler and she said who who's that yeah, yeah. oh yeah uh so, sorry garrison's the bass <laughs> player
3: on <in> the grateful <laughs> Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly no
7: it's there i've been looking at quite a bit of research lately People under forty want nothing to do with anything in radio, television, movies. It's amazing. They want their own culture and that's just how it is. Uh-huh. Kind of like the hippies in the sixties in a way, you know, without being all, you
5: know, Yeah, I suppose
3: but, you're right. I, I thought about it that way.
7: Yeah, they don't they they don't want anything to do with what we did. They just don't. It's amazing.
6: I will say, though, it's it's really gratifying for me to see them come into Waldman and, uh, you know, they may be, everyone's sitting around a table, everyone on their iPhones at other places. But when you come into that building and you sit down, it, it almost feels uh, offensive to take out your iPhone. And even yeah, well, yeah. millennials yeah. will sit around tables talking. And I think part of that is it's a it's a place where you can, you have your social Internet. You don't need the Internet. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. And people can, yeah. can hear each other talk and yeah. It, uh, it just feels comfortable.
7: I want you to know that it's really painful because I don't know you all that well because I had a couple of things I wanted to say, but I don't know you well enough to say. it. <laughs>
6: <laughs> uh, where would that go? <laughs> okay, I'll do a quick
7: one. There's nothing <laughs> all right. all all right. Right. This nothing to do with Walman. All right. Uh, look, I want you to do me a favor. There's somebody famous here, and I want you to make him feel at home. So when he comes over, let him stick his hand up your shirt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, come on. Wow. You know. I mean, yeah. yeah. That has nothing to
3: do with you. you? That right. is a one foot putt
2: right <laughs> there. Garrison well, no, yeah. yeah. and I have
7: never gotten along yeah. at all. Oh, so it's so just one of those deals.
2: You, you know, know, when he said a waitress, and uh, who it was. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, 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 it ran through my head too. So, you know. <laughs> so nobody,
7: you're a hell of a talent. Uh, is he? I think. Uh, well, Tim Russell's a good. Uh, I haven't seen Tim in years, but he's a really nice man. He's, you know, been working with Garrison forever, and so uh, I understand they're going back on the road. They're, they've got a bunch of dates. Oh, are they really? Him. Yeah, uh-huh. I guess so. Yeah. getting
3: the band back mm-hmm. together,
7: huh? Indeed, no women in it. But
3: uh, it's called the Al Franken tour. Yeah. <laughs>
7: I still, he got screwed in that deal. I'm sorry. He's wearing a flak vest. And he goes like this who cares? So wearing a flak vest. Calm down.
2: Yeah.
7: And I don't get along with Al Franken either. I don't get along with anybody. But you've you like done quite a
2: job of defending
7: him over the last. Oh, year he'd never do it for me though. He would never uh, think of doing.
2: Maybe it for true, me. That's maybe true, but it's not maybe true. It's but you, you, flat out. I, I don't think you'd be in that issue, that position. So I don't. Think yeah, I don't
7: think yeah. Catherine would want me uh, like sticking yeah. my yeah. hand up with. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I probably wouldn't so. care for that idea at all.
5: So.
7: No, but I think in the long run that's a that's a good thing. So he comes and hangs out at Waldman and has a good. Does he still do it?
6: Occasionally, yeah
7: <laughs> until yeah. today, but yeah, right <laughs> uh, now he'll like you for defending him, like they say yes. He was a celebrity. <laughs> But you I know. would
2: bet with St. Paul, Minneapolis, the politicians do a pretty good job of staying around. Lo- like, you'll see yeah. them at all sorts yeah. of things. So, yeah. so if you know who they are, I mean, they're not, you know, um, they're just local politicians. But you'll see them at, at things mm-hmm. like Keys Cafe. You'll see them at yeah. different places yeah. all the time. So that's yeah. not uncommon.
6: Yeah. So. Mancini's, Cherokee yep, Steakhouse. I mean, yep. all of these places. Have, the Correct Politics stuff. are extremely local in St. Paul.
2: So um, yeah, A total different, just a, a variation a little bit. It, with a building like that, how much renovation did you have to do to get it up to code and those oh, you type know what? of things? Did you have to do a lot? A lot. Why don't we did take you? a
7: break here because I want to, I'd i like to hear this very thing. We've only got about 10 seconds to go on this segment. But that's a great question. First time you've ever asked a good question. Yeah, first ever. He was Where hot in
3: it? the first 15 minutes. Yeah. He live, live commercial. He was on fire. <laughs> oh, did you do
7: a live commercial?
4: cool Back to back.
7: What? I
2: didn't have to carry you. So it was well, that's true.
7: That's a, that's a very good point. Wait a minute, I gotta—I gotta, I gotta go. Hello, Garrison. They're picking on me over here. Huh?
5: they coming
7: after me. And then oh. they said. And then you know what else they said to me? We'll be right back in a couple of seconds with the Vamps. Saber and Bryant whatever it takes Here's a do do the kid can sing a little bit Mhm Do you think Little just a little There's little no Stevie doubt about it. Yes, little Stevie. We are having a good time talking about... Is it, no, no, how about the holidays? Is that a great thing? That's got to be great for brew pubs, isn't it?
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah No. and Well, there's, there's a tradition at Waldman of the Christmas beer, the Weihnachtsbier, uh, which is basically licensed for the brewer to add whatever fun ingredients he wants. I We're mean, the German purity laws <laughs> yeah. normally don't allow adding anything to right. German-style right. beers other than...
7: Boy, they're big into purity in Germany, aren't they? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah. How's that, that work favorite out? Favorite yeah. <laughs> 15, 16, <laughs>
6: <laughs> that's right. But it's still
7: Nacht. And what was the other Nacht? What was it?
6: <laughs> Weinachs. So Christmas Eve's beer. But Christmas yes, e- That's, uh, that's the translation. I don't know, don't the it. beers
2: in Germany have a lot of yeast in them?
6: All beers have yeast in them, otherwise, but they, they have wouldn't have alcohol.
2: Don't they have a lot more yeast in them in Ooh. Europe uh, than, than uh, they have here for traveling purposes or something maybe not maybe
6: beers have no more yeast than the sugars to support them so by definition the more sugars the more yeast you're going to have they kind of okay that's what they grow in. So, no, Michael,
7: uh, you had a great question about
6: uh, the renovation of the building, oh, sure. yeah. especially sure.
2: since it's been closed.
6: Well, yeah, I mean, you can imagine if uh, if you, if you uh, operated a saloon and you shut it down and converted it to just your house, as the Waldmans did in 1863, they made a number of uh, remodelings, uh, filled in the original commercial storefront uh, to make it uh, more more family like for a dwelling and. And then subsequent generations of owners, I mean, I've I've tracked over uh, 230 kids grew up in this building. So you can imagine all of the changes that the building suffered during its residential years. I say suffered, but I mean adapted to Mm. those uses. So when we came along just prior to the building's intended demolition, it was in pretty bad shape. And after I did the research and discovered it had originally been a saloon, we decided to convert it back to that original intended look and use. So... Uh, hired some very skilled stonemasonry contractors. Remember, this is this building is three feet solid limestone in its walls. Yeah, so, those are great buildings. The, the work was not. Uh, this is not something you just pick up a hammer and nails to fix. So, uh, did a, a lot of research on the kinds of mortar to use, and I won't geek out on you on that stuff. But it's basically a nine-year restoration project to bring back the original saloon configuration, and then adding that brew barn in the back took another two and a half years, and tricking it out with our our German decoction brew system. Did uh, you have any pictures
3: gone. of it when it was originally a saloon?
6: You know, no. And I this is my uh When I get to heaven, the first thing I want in my hands is a picture of how this building looked and how close I got. You'll be pissed
3: off if you find out it looks like Applebee's.
5: (laughs) (laughs)
6: Yeah,
7: what if it is Chili's, something like that? By the way, no,
6: no, I I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it. But the oldest picture is 1934, when F. A. Raymond, a WPA photographer, was paid money to go around the city of St. Paul and take pictures for just for sake of taking pictures, and happened to get this building.
7: Michael, do you think it's unusual for a lawyer to claim he's going to get into heaven? (laughs) (laughs) God, I love picking on lawyers. You don't get the chance. Nobody ever gets a chance to pick on lawyers. It's wonderful.
6: You know, as as the joke goes, if you measure by my billable hours, I'll live to
7: 375. (laughs) uh, You'll be around for a while, baby. Now, you know, it's so nice to talk to somebody that's doing something they really love to do. Like, people ask me why I just signed a long extension at KQRS. They go, what'd you do that for? I just love it. I love doing what we're doing today. Um, Have I ever met you before?
6: I don't think we have, Tom.
7: God, you look really familiar. And I don't know where it would have been, but maybe you just look like somebody or whatever. But Mm -hmm. but I I love to hear things that people, because you laid it on the line. You get you you know, left a very lucrative, great career. Right. Right. That's admirable. You live in your life. You want to live. You're happy. It's that's a terrific thing.
6: Yeah. No, life, life, life is short and I'm a firm believer in living life in phases. So this is the current phase. And uh, if I can bring some joy to some other folks living this phase and all the better. Cool.
7: Yeah, no doubt about that. So, so you go over, uh, how many different brews do you have?
6: Uh, you know we've got a f- uh, the total for sale in the brewery 12 13 right now six are always on tap fresh from our bright tanks uh, so uh, and, it's, and it's a full array of not just german lagers but also vice beers we're we're believers in having year-round wheat beers so uh, right now we've got our our uh, dunkel weizen and that'll change over to our chocolata weizen our chocolate malted dark wheat beer and in late January, and um, and then we've got sour beers. People think sour beers were invented by millennial brewers. In fact, the Berliner Weiss is the original world sour beer. Goes back to the 1400s in Germany, and we're brewing a great sour Berliner Weiss.
7: So, what is that? What is a sour beer?
6: Oh, I think of yogurt for beer lovers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <I'm good. laughs> nah. No, it's the same bacteria, lactobacillus bacteria. You add that to your brew kettle, and you know, what that does, it doesn't produce alcohol, but it produces a real crisp, clean, soured flavor, not unlike the background flavor in, in, in yogurt. But then you throw the yeast on top of that, and that converts the sugars to alcohol. And and what that does is it, it kind of copies what happened naturally to brewers in prior times when they were doing open vat fermentation and everything from your foot fungus to bacteria to wild yeast are getting in your batch. And it had a funky flavor in every batch of beer brewed before the, the turn of the century. So that's that's a Berliner vice in a nutshell.
7: Who made the very first glass of beer in the world? Do you know? Does anybody know? Were the Egyptians? Yeah, it was thousands. I, of I'm years assuming it sure. would be Egyptians. I, I,
0: Is it one of those things that was made by mistake?
6: Yeah, it could be. yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
7: well, could be.
6: I that's think true. the first time it rained in somebody's kettle of grain, <laughs> and uh-huh. about a yeah, week later yeah. they. Took a when they were on the vacation juice. and they
3: came back, yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. yeah. And I'm certainly not an expert in this, but I've heard stories of archaeologists finding clay amphoras with traces of really? of beer at the base, and that's that's phenomenal. Yeah, it's, that's it, cool. It, it's probably the oldest known food. And of course, in those days, the only foods you could eat were either. You know, burned over a fire yep. or fermented. Right? Yep. There's yeah. no way to preserve food.
1: That's why uh, pirates all drank alcohol constantly because they couldn't drink water because it would just go bad instantly.
6: Well, there are other reasons, but yeah. Spend that's a good that one. I should have <laughs> told everybody
1: I was a pirate seven years well, ago. Even the navy <laughs> that'd have been phenomenal. Even the navy, they gave their uh, they had the uh, water mixed with rum so it wouldn't yep. get all moldy and get the pup, the uh, sailors sick.
6: That was the rum ration. Yep,
1: yep. the rum ration.
7: It, yeah, the uh Is that where scurvy F- or limey or what Limes disease or what the hell no what, well, said, what the hell Scurvy was
1: because they didn't eat fruit. Vitamins, because, oh that's right. It's really D hard to basically. You know, just to keep on a boat three hundred years ago for that's six months. Where
3: limeys came from. It's actually two things. They limey, gave the yeah. English the British Navy gave limes to sailor, yeah. right. sailors, yep. but there's a part of London called Limehouse, which is where Cockney started. So I these, call
6: my
7: dad a limey bastard. He didn't care for it. <laughs> the end
6: of that story is they later found that lime, limes do not have vitamin C. So really? I didn't the, know that. was the use of <laughs> limes. I figured, hey, it's for, <laughs> well, hence the English dental tradition. For lemonies. <laughs> lemonies. Yeah. Yeah. You know
7: what I love about that? Basically, politicians in there, just like they are now, have no idea what the hell they're doing. Isn't that phenomenal? <laughs> have no clue what the hell they're doing. Yes, eat this lime. What?
3: Well, they invented the gimlet as a result, so now, it wasn't that's all true. bad.
2: That's true. That's a very, very God, good point. No lime's terrible. We'll pour it. some gin on it. There we go. We're back to Doug. I thought you were, uh, thought you were Basham there for a minute with yeah. the lime story, but now you're back to Doug with okay. the drink and drink. A little Ralph Basham story. Yeah, like yeah, the old,
7: old, well, let me explain this to you.
3: <laughs> Half English.
7: You know, i get, I got two very quick stories off topic here. Very, very quick. So 4 o'clock this morning, I'm driving up Highway 100, Right. And this guy, I'm all alone in the center lane on High 100. There's nobody near me. Then I see some headlights in the back, right? This guy comes up and is about six inches off my bumper. Now he can go around, left, around, right. I'm the only one on the highway. So he's right on my ass. And I'm thinking, I could just lock it up, which would be kind of fun, or I'll just ignore him. And then finally, he pulled to the left and accelerated it and took off at about 80 or 90 miles an hour. And as he was going by, I go, what the hell's wrong with that guy? Got a whiskey plate. Oh.
5: <laughs>
7: Four o'clock in the morning. The guy's going ninety after tailgating the piss out somebody. Lord. Did you ever? Do people ever learn? Do you think? As no. attorneys, do you find that people ever learn from anything? No, that's and that doesn't happen
4: much. That's the, the problem these, with whiskey plates. Is if, if somebody's in a, a banged up car with yeah. a bunch of dents and a whiskey plate, you want to give them a wide berth. Yeah,
5: that's I try
4: to give them the
7: widest berth I could, but I, you know, I just, uh, I, I, that just, it kind of. And then, of course, the other part of the story is I'm trying to think of what kind of brain, how bad is your brain that you can't figure out? You're already telling me that you're a booze hound, by your play. They're staying on like the road, road,
2: which is a... I guess.
7: Know. I guess that's what it is. And then, and then what do I get to do? Uh, just before the show starts, I, I get to hear all about this guy's take and that guy's take on the impeachment and blah, blah, blah. Do you guys get the same impression I do, all of you? that neither side knows what the hell they're doing. I mean, is that a possibility? Well, we,
3: Mike and I were talking about that quite a while oh before we went on air.
7: God. It's like, would you just do your job and get the hell out of the way? Wouldn't that be nice? We but do you know, know I... what
3: the TV campaign advertisements will be for people seeking re-election in 2020. Oh. It'll be their minute-long speeches decrying one side or the other. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Just you
1: know, isn't it funny that for the third time in the country's history, the president has been impeached and we didn't even talk about it? Isn't that well, sad? You well, you can't because it's driving people
2: insane.
1: Well, no one cares anymore. They well, don't you, care. You they talking about care. on the show? He talked about yeah. it I mean, off and on. Your mom and I, no, I mean, talked like about it two weeks had, ago. The and House voted to impeach him. Oh, because oh, no one busy, even brought it up because it's we, like, whatever. Because we're busy with a guest. And, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, what do well, you think? it used well, to be like that would be like every newspaper in the country would have that in giant yeah. block print and everyone it's, would be you talking know, I, about it. It's like I, the
0: boy who cried wolf, I think. It's yeah. getting to the point where it's just. Well, and we
1: also know the Senate's going to. Acquit him and nothing will happen, yeah. and it's just all yeah. kind of boring. Something but, has happened, but and, and he's I been hate, impeached.
6: I hate to keep going back to history, but that's what I love the most. And I, I, yeah. th- I actually I think his. it'd be healthy for people to to keep in mind that these divides and these passions are not new. I agree. If you look no, back no, no, at that no, no, no. Andrew Johnson's impeachment proceeding,
1: yeah, yeah. same exact uh, yeah, I mean,
6: and, and exactly. even before that, the vicious debates between oh, yeah. Jefferson oh. and the oh. Federalists. I mean, just. Unbelievable well, vitriol. I just
3: point out that the musical everybody's in love with is about the vice president shooting yes. the there guy that go. started
6: the banking system. <laughs> there you go. So this but, is this is not new, people. No, just no, calm down. This will end, and democracy will, will go forward. And there hasn't been a yeah.
3: fistfight in the Senate since, what, 1850 or so? Yeah, they, they used, used, to, used to, to, to break canes DD over DD people's DD. heads. <laughs>
5: love it.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, was, who hasn't done that? Breckenridge was almost beat to death on the Senate floor for the Civil War, for God's sake. Bring exactly. back okay. yeah.
2: But there's a difference yeah, in hilarious. that you would find situations where like Tip O'Neill and Newt Gingrich would that sit down and have a beer. Yep. You yep. could find them, I bet you would have found them in the places like yours, in it, there going and have a no beer, doubt. even with the fights ahead. It, that yep. doesn't happen now. There's a separation now, and there's a hatred right now between both sides, and I'm not I, picking a side
6: one way or the other on this. There's
2: a, there's I a separation that... now that is different. Overall. That that it's was that was a broad. golden
6: era. Yeah. I, I would argue that was a golden era. We come out of World War Two, there's a sense of purpose and unitedness and that lasted for a few decades and now we are back right. to the same divides and, and yep. little passions and mm-hmm bitter disputes this country grew up on. So, I, you know, I I have no fear for our future. No, but no, it, it is I painful. I have a
3: friend who keeps bringing up Benghazi, and they said, okay, when can we go back to the teapot dome scandal? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how
5: far back well, do we, we want to
7: go? Doing, well, you, uh, okay, uh, we only got a couple minutes. We want to finish on an up note, mm-hmm. but I would like to know from you guys, uh, has there ever been a president that didn't do these things? Because I did a lot of research, and they all do it. I mean, Barack Obama telling the uh, with that yuck from Russia, Yeah, hey, don't worry now. As soon as I get in my second term, then things are going to get a lot better." No, you, you can't. can't say things like that. Don't whip your head around. You can't say things. like that. They're not the same thing. I'm That's not the saying they're the
2: same thing. They're not the same thing. That's the problem. They're the
7: same thing. You still can't do it, Michael. I
2: agree. Okay? I, I so agree. We have no and, argument. And but people, people did it said things about that right there. And he didn't. He didn't turn around and say, "Oh no, it didn't happen." Or. It, this is a different thing i know it's a different and thing it, but you still broke the law no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Obama yeah. didn't directly on what he said to Putin. There does not. So he did the
7: FBI to do to get dig up dirt on other people.
2: Okay, that's different. Well, but he we're did. We're talking it, about what he? he said to Putin. No, no, no. no. Don't. Okay. Try to, don't try to protect okay. your buddy. You're
7: so, <laughs> foul. So what he did with,
2: with the FBI? See, and there's an issue there too because it looks like what the FBI the FBI didn't want to affect the election. They thought Hillary was going to win. Everybody yeah, at that did. point thought Hillary no, was going to win. They right. didn't Probably want to affect the Hillary election. to Yeah, he did that night. I don't think he ever wanted to win. So you. he didn't. I so,
7: don't think he wanted to win. And he's been so trying his best FBI. to get fired ever since. <laughs>
5: yeah, exactly. I did
7: weird exactly right.
2: way, so they didn't want to look like they were affecting the election, and and it was it was too bad they did it the way they did. They should have just gone ahead and and done it and been honest. Know. That would have been good. Well, yeah, I, I honestly is a nice. If you want to go direct honesty, I'll agree with that. Yes, but yeah, right. we, well, that's I, all I'm asking. That's yeah, I don't I, think I'm it, okay with that you know,
7: overall. Like FDR, all of them, they all cheated. There's no question that they all did. JFK, Robert Kennedy, Ted Kennedy. Either mm-hmm. you're dead or you killed someone. I mean, nobody ever
2: talks about that stuff. Nobody really talk about it all the time. Anybody with Jennifer, that wants to be president about is, is deeply <laughs> flawed, don't you think? No, I think everybody's I, deeply fought. I think everybody in the world is deeply not fought. Not done! And
3: that's the end of the Christmas show.
2: Merry <laughs> Christmas. Merry no,
7: Christmas. What, what I'm trying I to say is, I agree with Tom. Don't worry about this. We're not going to fall apart if if... If Trump gets reelected, did you hear the Dingle Trump...
2: speech yesterday? Did you hear what he said in Michigan? Well, you, Catherine, interrupted me now. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, but to say it's, we have never in our ever, ever had a president get up and, like, yesterday, what he said about yeah, he Dingle. I know. No one has that ever. Done that. I, didn't say yesterday,
4: a, I missed it. Yesterday, when he was up
2: in Michigan at his rally, he stood up there and he was talking about talking to the widow. She Dingle just died. She became the congresswoman. Talking right, about down the right. window. And she said, something about him looking down from above and he goes, Oh, she's looking down from above or he might be looking down it might might be looking up. From below yeah you don't if you're you don't say that do you in the united states my grandmother said that to me when i was a little
7: that's kid. your grandmother <laughs> she's <laughs> not president. <laughs> of, she's grand. not president I of the united know. states
2: i know exactly what you're and saying i understand no one's. no president has ever said stuff like that any of them in yeah. public well, in, on, with a, a microphone and, and, uh,
6: andrew jackson exactly. Exactly. articles of impeachment were filed against andrew jackson okay. for being quote, uncouth and rude, right. Right. Yeah. and beneath not the rude. dignity of the presidential office. So, right. I mean, again, I don't respect those kinds of statements. I wish they didn't come out of our, our nation's leaders, but right. they're not new. They're
1: but, not unique. Uh, that's, yeah. the, compar- the interesting
6: that, that's comparing J-
2: Johnson said bad things. I, I'll completely agree with you. So I'll say Lyndon Johnson he said bad thing. He didn't get on a microphone I said Andrew in front Jackson, of Jackson. but i I'm, I'm going yeah. I'll go with Andrew okay. Jackson okay. too. I, right. I mean he there, he had issues about because he didn't know how to use an outhouse and he didn't know how to go to the bathroom inside they brought in the white. House. So there's all sorts of issues, Lyndon oh, Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> but <laughs> he didn't I mean. get up in front of a group of people like that. Mm-hmm. The way he did yesterday and say that about Dingle, who just died. It's the first Christmas that woman's not going to have her husband around. This one do you have feelings? Uh, (laughs) This one one really bothers me. Especially, Dingle was a war hero. You can have all the problems with Dingle you want, but he was a war hero, he was a good congressman, he was there a long time, and then to say that about him in Uh, front of everybody, the way he
6: does with the crowd, bugs me. And Michael, all I'm saying is we should absolutely abhor those kinds of statements, but we can do so with, I believe, utter confidence in the future of our nation the goodwill Absolutely. of other people That's to have the sound judgment to vote these people out of office. I well, I right. was like
7: you. I just like to point <laughs> yeah. that out. I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes, really <laughs> yeah. No, it's
5: great.
7: It's great. We're going to get a uh, tranquilizer dart for Michael.
5: <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. And Catherine will join us and Dave Mordal. For Mordahl. Car Selling Secrets. Well, Stay yep, tuned, baby. folks.